Cinema. Welcome back to War of Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead. With me is... Part of the Collector. What's up, everybody? And I gave you Donnie Darko. How was your rewatch of Donnie Darko? Yeah, I, I really... Uh, it has been a while yeah. since I've seen this because like, Same. most of it, I was just like, holy shit, you know? Um, Second time watching it. This was your, like, second time? Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is just my second time. Ever. Yeah, because after I finished watching it this time, I was like, okay, I remember why I've never seen it again. Because <laughs> it's just not my kind of movie, bro. You know? Um, yeah, the reason I gave it to you is because you gave me Boon Not Saints, and that was one that got passed around in high school. Right. Well, Donnie Darko is the other one that got passed around a lot that people talked about when we were in high school. So I've seen this many, many times. Well, it's kind of connected to some of your other ones you've given me recently because uh, his love interest in this, his old girl from um, um, the, the model movie. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Neon yeah. Demon. Yeah, Neon Demon. Yeah, she's the uh, the demon. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I didn't put two and two together. Or the devil or whoever she's supposed to be in that. <laughs> she's fucking creepy in that one. <laughs> she's like in these weird ass movies, man. Yeah, like, I'm into you know it. What I mean, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I've seen her in mainstream shit, too. Like, but probably I'd have to look up to see what it is. Got her start. And I, I mean, Donnie Darko, man, like a lot of film buffs, like people that are really into the filmmaking, they tout this movie. So I don't want to be, you know, disrespectful because I know that it's a good movie to, to people that are into it. It's okay. There's very much like people that love this movie and then people that hate this movie because they think it's overrated. So say what you want to say, like your real feelings. I don't want you to, I will, I will say this, like, um, like the first 25 minutes I'm thinking, I'm like, I swear to God, Greg only gives me Jake Gyllenhaal that sucks. Like he just wants me to fucking hate Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, like he's one of my favorite actors. And like, you're trying to ruin him for me, bro. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I love like almost every movie he's been in. I think you love every movie he's fucking been in because like there's movies that you've given me that I didn't know why he was in them. I'm like, bro, you make money. Like, why are you doing this shit? You don't have to be. He's an artist. I, I see that. I see that. But this is his start. This but is... I ain't going to lie, man. That's why I was going to get to. Uh, that's what all that was a preamble to was the fact that for him to be, well, he's probably what, 18, 19 when he does this movie? He's young. He can't be more than 22. And he shows some fucking range, yeah. dude. I don't know how much stuff he had done before this, but I feel like the only other movie he had done big time. This is time, his first movie. Is it? I think it's like his first movie. Dude, because he did uh, October Sky, and mm-hmm. I fucking love that movie. That's what made me like Jake Gyllenhaal to begin with. Really? Have you ever seen that movie? No. Oh, damn. See, I wanted to do another movie for my next pick, but I almost want to pick October Sky. Because <laughs> that'll like make you re-love Jake Gyllenhaal all over again. Yeah. Because it's about like... Uh, um. It's about Homer, or forget his last name, but he becomes like a big time guy at NASA, mm-hmm. but like he's from like bumfuck West Virginia. Right. It comes from a mining town and like his dad's a miner and his brother's a all-star athlete. Mm-hmm. They want him to be uh, a miner because that's what you do when you're from that school or from that town. Right. You go work in the mines, but uh, it's like dangerous as fuck, you know, and he like wants to be more, but it's a really great fucking movie, dude. It sounds like it. I'll um, definitely check it out. I don't know if I'll pick it this week, but no, nah, stick really, with your original pick. Cause I like my other pick pretty good. <laughs> um, so how was your second time watching this? So this, like you said, this is Jake Gyllenhaal and his sister. Yeah. I was going to say Maggie that, Gyllenhaal. that I was like, you know, those parents, like they don't get enough credit. The, the Gyllenhaal parents, like mm-hmm. they fucking birthed out two fucking superstars. Dude. Right, like yeah. you'd be lucky if one person in an entire family tree does anything like big with their lives. They got two <laughs> and one and one limb. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, Cause yeah. I love her as an actress and I think she's awesome in the dark Knight franchise. Like, Agreed. I yes. think she kills Katie Holmes shit. Like I think so too. Like, I don't like it when they switch out characters, but I'm just, or actors rather. It's almost like, Oh shit, this is better. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Right. Uh, director Richard Kelly, which this is his de- directorial debut. Yeah, I always thought somebody like uh, Richard Linklater did this shit, yeah. or uh, I don't know, people that just do weird ass movies. <laughs> Your boy Aronofsky, something like that. I know this does feel like a movie he would have done like early days. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate because it's like a movie that's kind of like. You kind of feel bad because the kid's clearly like mentally ill. 
Well, the movie wants to paint him as mentally ill. Yeah. And you don't know if it's the stuff that he's on or the stuff because he's not on what he's supposed to be on. Oh, real quick. Did you watch director's cut or I watched theatrical? the theatrical? Cause that's okay. what you told me. All right. And they said that all the only biggest difference between the director's cut and the theatrical cut was they kind of held your hand in the director's cut and kind of mm-hmm. like explained every little thing. Yeah, to exactly. You. So it kind of lets you know, and I don't, you know me, man, I like to guess. So like I tried to, you know, um, so I watched the, I watched the theatrical and like I said, it had been 20 years since I seen this shit. So, you know, I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to have any hard time like linking shit together because I haven't seen this. In yeah, yeah. So I went on the ride, dude. Like I paid my money and I got on the ride, dude. And how uh, was it? That's the butterfly effect. Yeah. Yeah. He like killed himself so she could live. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. That's like what I got out of it. Uh, a lot of symbolism, a lot of, a lot of cool, uh, what is it? Um, Special effects? No, visuals? Not, I mean, yeah, visuals, but like uh, filmography. Cinema, oh, cinema, cinematography. Cin- cinematography, yeah. That opening shot where he wakes up mm-hmm. in the in like the road or whatever, and you just see that sky and the mountains. It's like a fucking Bob Ross painting. It's beautiful, man. It is a beautiful shot, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And the mask, like the mask is creepy as shit. Like, I'm surprised you don't have one hanging on this fucking wall in here. Like... <laughs> Uh, I get ruined by people that idolize things and Donnie Darko bled me dry in high school seeing it like I'm just so sick of seeing fucking Frank the Bunny. So, no, I don't want to see Frank the Bunny anymore (laughs) because you go into Hot Topic and they had a whole Frank the Bunny section like T-shirts, sweaters, keychains. I remember from middle school and like it was was a big deal. Yeah, my my circle of friends loved this movie, so. I think that's why I ended up watching it because, like you said, it just got like everybody's like, "Have you seen Donnie Darko?" You watch right, and I just sat down and watched it one day, and yeah. <laughs> but uh, we got to talk about the fact that like I didn't read the box, and like I said, it's been forever, so I didn't even know. fucking Drew Barrymore. And oh yeah, yeah, Patrick Swayze coming out of left field in this movie. Like, fun fact: the only reason this got made is because of Drew Barrymore. Really? She's the executive producer of this. Man. She came across the script. She loved it. So she financed I, the thing. I honestly was wondering why she was in this movie. Yep. Because like they they like it's almost like they found ways to put her in it. <laughs> so for real, like when that uh when the when the one girl is in the in the angel get up and she's mm-hmm. like doing her dance on the right. stage, they just keep cutting back to Drew Barrymore. <laughs> you ever notice? Like they just keep cutting back to her, like going, Yes, yes, just nodding or like, Oh yes, it's beautiful. <laughs> You know, like, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, are they just, was it in our contract? Like, I need screen time, guys. I know it's a cameo, but I need the screen time. Right, right, right. You have a minor part at best. You're a teacher. I think she plays a good, uh, a significant role in this movie. Yeah, but her, her plot line didn't really make sense to me, man. Like, it did what, to me. Was it fucking necessary? Now, so, the, the science teacher, I get, because he broke down the time travel and all that to him, but I don't know. I just felt like hers was kind of like, why? So... Back in the day, I would watch this because I like the time travel aspect of the movie. And watching it this time, I realized how vague the time travel is in this movie. Because you don't know how he time travels. You don't know. It's just left up to your interpretation on how this whole thing works. Like, they vaguely explain it to you about, like, interdimensions and stuff like that. And that's the part that always, like, really interested me. Watching it this time around, the time travel really didn't do it for me. But something else did that I didn't notice back in the day is the suburban life. Like mm. this kid growing up in this, you know, high middle class. Yeah, see, that's another thing, man. Like, what the fuck's so bad about your life, kid? <laughs> like, I hate shit like that, man. Like, That's how I grew up. Like, he is the embodiment of me and my friends when we were younger. We just wanted to rail against the establishment. And that's the part of this movie that I I think does so well is people related to that character and what he was going through. They related to the fact that he had no filter and that he would say whatever the fuck he wanted. Exactly. And that's what we wanted to do. Like somebody that thought they were about to die. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's what people love about it is that freedom. Exactly. He says things that we want to say to people, but we can't for, you know, social reasons. Well, because like we don't want to die for one, but Mm -hmm. two, we don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, we, you know, I don't know. 
So you have social etiquette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, because that's probably one of the better scenes is when he's just telling off Patrick Swayze. Mm hmm. Just calling him a fraud, and he's like, "I think you're the fucking antichrist." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, escorting him out, and all the kids are fucking cheering and stuff. Yep. I have to say, the woman that plays Mrs. D- Johnson or Miss Daniels or whatever the fuck her name is, she is like the original Karen. <laughs> she is so good in this movie. <laughs> she is. I fucking hate her the whole time she's on screen. And I'm I know when like, you see her, like, damn, God she's damn, good. Fuck. She's so good, but like, I fucking want to slap her. You know what I mean? Like, and I was just like, and her and that mother have a great scene where she's like saying that, you know, Patrick Swayze got arrested. Mm -hmm. She's going to head up his defense campaign or whatever (laughs) is a charity thing or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, she has the coldest fucking line, but it's so great. She tells the mother, she's like, now, obviously I would ask any mother other than you, (laughs) But they're all unavailable to go. <laughs> She's like, I swear, Diane, it's like you don't even care about fucking sparkle motion. Sparkle motion. And I was like, that is the best fucking line in this movie. Because <laughs> I have a daughter and she like she's starting to want to like do gymnastics. Like she's got one of those mats for Christmas. Right. I'll be watching TV or trying to play a game or something. And she's doing fucking cartwheels across the living room, you know, or mm-hmm. like front flips and all this other shit. And like I thought that was a cool scene, like with the with the with the with the girls, the, the dance squad or whatever. They're up there doing like the dance moves that I still use to this day. You know, they're up there shimmying and popping, locking, and everything. Yeah. But uh, I just thought that that woman played the, like the OG Karen. Yeah, I think the other mother did a really good job too. Oh yeah, playing like apathetic. Oh my god, she. She had some great lines too. Like when he's sitting on the bed, I love that. It was very powerful. She, he's like, uh, he's like, how's it feel to have a wacko for a son? And she's like trying to fight back tears with everything in her. And she's like, it's awesome. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, man. Like, who doesn't want a mother that loves them like that? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that just goes to show why moms are awesome. Right. right there. Well, you want to go through the movie? You want so we can talk about each scene. Yeah. Like we usually do? Yeah, I guess so. Because, uh, fun fact that I didn't even notice first, or I never noticed watching this movie. So it opens up, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal is on the side of the road. He drives back to his house and, um, with the commentary. Mm. So whenever they were doing the commentary, this is when the director said that this is where the two dimensions collide. Because it's, it's two dimensions happening at once. And this is where... Uh, Jake Hall's character goes into the other dimension. And so there's a plane engine that falls into his room and the whole house like shakes. But one thing that I didn't notice is when he was riding his his uh, bike back to the house, that car that passes him, the red one, that's Frank's car. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't pay attention. There was a little Easter egg I picked up on uh, later on in the movie mm-hmm. that I, I'll get to when we get there. Right. But, uh, yeah, he he just kind of gets up and like like it's somebody talking to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say too. There's another little Easter egg is when uh uh Maggie Gyllenhaal's character comes inside. You notice there's honking mm-hmm. outside. Well, that's Frank's Frank. car that he's. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I know. I don't know why I never noticed that. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, the plane engine falls on the on the house into his room, but he wakes up. Oh, talking to the bunny, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Saying that he has so long to... 28 days. Yeah. To say hours. to save the world. Or he says all all things, all living things will, will end. Yeah, exactly. So the world will come to an end if he doesn't save the world in this amount of time. Then he wakes up on the golf course. Yep. Yeah, it's a great scene. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. This is John Darko's kid. He's a good guy. He's, he's a good kid. He's just a little, you know. Anyways, yeah. and Donnie, don't sleep on the course, man. <laughs> you get some late golfing in, son. <laughs> just fucking dad jokes. Right. You know? Um, you know, back then, though, that's probably like not out of the norm. It's just like, oh, this kid's doing drugs. But, like, you know, that's normal for kids their age. Well, I think everyone knows he's like a sleepwalker. Uh, is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because he wakes up in random places. I love the first when he comes back, it's written on the little marker board. Where is Donnie? Yeah. It's to emphasize like sleepwalking. We need to find him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never understood. If you have somebody that does that, why don't you just lock all the doors? They probably unlock them. There's, there's no way they're doing all 
I don't know. I think it's pretty amazing. I don't believe it. You I'm don't sorry. believe it? I don't believe that there's actual <laughs> sleepwalking. I'm sorry. I just don't believe that. I see videos online of people that are sleepwalking, quote unquote. Does it look like they're awake? Yeah. Because I feel like they're just fucking with people. Right. And that's what I'm like. How many of these are real? Now, if you'd like just kind of like sit up in bed for a few minutes or something, or like maybe even turn to get out of the bed, like, you know, just muscle memory, you mm-hmm. think you're getting up for work or something. But I don't see people getting up, walking down the fucking stairs, walking outside into traffic and shit. Like, I just don't believe that that's like a thing. Well, some people get up and like make food. I was listening. uh, Somebody was telling a story how this guy would get up and make food, eat it and go back to bed. And he would wake up wondering why his food was missing. He thought someone was coming in like taking food. So they put up a video camera and it showed him getting up, making food in the middle of him sleeping. How crazy is that? That's weird. I guess the human mind, you know, that's why we don't understand everything. And that's the scariest part about it. Yeah. But, okay, so we'll just go with it for the sake of it's a movie, you know. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, he does that a couple times during the movie. Right. Um, Then it has the scene where it, like, shows them all uh, going to school Mm -hmm. and all that. And, of course, the FFA is, like, giving them hush money. Like, cause they don't know where the fucking engine came from. <laughs> you don't find out till fucking last frame of the movie. All right. Um, so they put him up in this hotel and all this shit. And, uh, he, um, he hears something or the Frank starts talking to him again mm-hmm. and, uh, the school gets vandalized and, uh, they start blaming it on dude. That's another one that comes out of left field. Seth Rogen in the most random fucking cameo of ever. This is his yeah, first movie, movie as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. I love that part where they're uh, him and his friend are like messing with a girl. He's like, I like your boobs. I'm like, of course, the first line you've ever said and in a movie hits, is the most Seth Rogen thing. Right. And then he hits him, and then he hits him with the most iconic laugh. Well, soon to be iconic laugh. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> That little thing is like the the fucking this catchphrase. Yeah, <laughs> like your boobs. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite like lines from fucking This Is the End when mm-hmm. when the paparazzi are like Seth, do the laugh. He's like, I don't want to. <laughs> so they're like, do the laugh, Seth. He's like, uh. <laughs> and Jay's like, that's got to be humility. He's like, it is, it is. <laughs> Because I bet people ask him to do that shit all the time. Yeah. You know? You're getting sick of that shit. Changes his laugh. He just doesn't laugh anymore. Stops yeah, right. doing comedy. <laughs> Only writes like violence and like dramas. You know. <laughs> Seth, man, come on. Just come back to comedy. Fuck you guys. I haven't, <laughs> laughed, in it. I haven't laughed in five years. Yeah. I punch myself in the dick every morning <laughs> to give myself that fucking anger to where I don't feel like laughing at anything. <laughs> So he goes to school and he's in Drew Barrymore's class and they're talking about that book. I feel like that was a very 90s fucking scene. Like they did this whole thing where they open up the back, which when you were in school, bro, when the fuck did you ever open up the back door of the fucking bus? That was not that was not (laughs) a thing, dude. That was not a thing, bro. Right. Unless you were doing the fire. Exactly. The alarm goes off. The bus driver's pissed. You get kicked off the bus for a week. Your parents got to take you. You're a fucking shit show. Right. That's not a thing, but it's a 90s movie. So like, (laughs) boom, we're doing this. Um, And it shows they're all wearing the matching uniforms, which gave me fucking anxiety from back when I was in elementary school having to wear that shit. I never had to wear a uniform. Oh, we had to do it in middle school and fucking elementary school, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I missed out on that because... Fucking high school was like a godsend because they were like, yeah, you can do that. You can wear what you want as long as mm-hmm. it ain't like titties or weed and shit on your shirt. Right. You can do that. So that's <laughs> when you really got to express yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I think plays into a little bit about the tone of the movie. Like yeah. What they're trying to paint, like conformity. You know, the same thing with the teachers and, you know, the like you said, the suburbia and all that. I think they're just trying to paint it that like this is exactly. such a perfect world. Like what's wrong with this kid? And what's funny is I think this is a completely by accident by the director because I think he was so focused on the time travel, getting that all right. He's like, well, I need this to take place somewhere and happen to somebody. So he paints this like perfect world, this guy growing or this kid growing up in this suburban neighborhood and all the shit that he has to deal with. I was going to say either that or he was just trying to think of like an average kid yeah 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 like, and the, like, in the time that this came out this is like perfect exactly like how we grew up we had those 
you know, radical thinkers like Patrick Swayze's character that's like, be good or be bad. Like, yeah. there's still, still people like that. There's still like that, but it was very like predominant in the 90s. Televangelists, motivational yeah. speakers. Exactly. You always had someone cramming their shit down your throat. You remember when Miss Cleo was a thing? Oh my God. Miss Cleo. Call me now. <laughs> that shit was hilarious, man. I always wondered if people called that shit like. My, uh, my neighbor we would do the three-way thing and he would three-way those hotlines from his phone he racked up a three thousand dollar phone bill and wasn't allowed to use the phone anymore forever forever <laughs> i think he still can't i'm gonna say he's a grown man he's lived on his own for years and he still doesn't have a phone because right. his dad will drive over and smack that shit out of his hand <laughs> yeah he would call those sex lines stuff too but yeah miss cleo was a trip that's crazy. How do you get the act- world before the internet? Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's not Jamaican. Dude, it's so funny though, bro. Cause like, how long did Shaggy fucking everybody thought this dude was Jamaican as shit? And he's from New Jersey. <laughs> he does interviews, he sounds like you and me. Right. Doesn't right. sound like he's from any anywhere other than New Jersey. That was hilarious. 90s, fake accents everywhere. I'm Mr. Bombastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Anyways, <laughs> so they go through the school thing. Mm-hmm. Another another story point that I really didn't give a shit about, like I don't understand why she was in the movie, was the girl that everybody kind of ignored, the one that gets made fun of for being fat and like. There's something at the end of the movie, you know, whenever he grabs her earmuffs yeah. or whatever. I think there's something there. I didn't care enough to like. That's what I'm saying. Trying like, to, it's like you had enough going on in this movie. Like why? Like we didn't need her. You know? I guess she was just supposed to be a, um, what do you call him? Transfer student from another country. Oh, is that what it was? I guess mm. just to have one of those in there. Um, like I said, Drew Barrymore's character just felt kind of like, I liked her because she was the, the adult that related to the kids. Yeah. You know how I was talking about, they want to rail against society. Well, she's the one that tries to understand them. She tries to look on, you know, from their point of view. We're losing them to apathy. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's why her character was in there to kind of like relate well, to saying, these kids. I'll ask you this. I'll ask it to you this way. If it wasn't Drew Barrymore playing that character, do you think it would have had that much fucking screen time? Like, do you think she would have had that much role? Mm-hmm. She would have had her little spiel in the classroom. Well, she didn't have that much. She, she had a girl to sit down. And, right. And then she um, like she showed her getting fired. Like, yeah, exactly. Showed her walking outside and yelling "fuck," and then it goes to another useless character sitting there eating a sandwich. <laughs> and I was just like, "What? Why? Like, why?" <laughs> I don't think so because her getting fired is showing that the one person that can relate to these students is getting pushed out by the other adults. Yeah, and I like the th- I like the scenes with the therapist and Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. I think that those were great because like I said, for his age, it showed his range. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, like anybody watching this movie that was in the film business was like, this fucking kid's going to be big. Mm-hmm. We got to get this guy now. While he's young. Yep. Because, but shit, he only wants to do these weird ass movies like enemy and prisoners. Well, he did those sparingly. I see. I feel like he didn't start doing movies like that until he had done hits. Mm-hmm. And then he had the freedom to be like, Hey, I want to do this. Yeah. He gets a passion. Project. He does make some big, but movies like, here and there. I mean, he was just in a fucking Spider-Man movie three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like he's still in a box office. But now movie. he's doing movies that I don't care about. Like, have you seen the ambulance preview? Mm-mm. He's Dude, in he an- a Nightcrawler, bro. He still puts out bangers, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now he's, I don't know. There's a movie came out. He's supposed to be in an ambulance. Like he goes and robs a bank, hijacks an ambulance and they're on the run. It just seems very Hollywoodish. You know, well, because I mean, he probably has to play ball too, bro. Yeah. Like everybody else. Yeah. Like we hey, did bro, yours. Now you gave can do me ours. Three million to make that shit box movie you wanted to do. So guess what? You gonna do this one? Yeah, I us. guess you're right. Um, you know, not everybody's above the law. Everybody got to play play ball a little bit. You know? <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Nightcrawler is probably like the the most Creepiest. artsy Jake Gyllenhaal movie that I enjoy. Oh, like, that you enjoy. I was yeah. going to say Enemy is probably one of his like no, 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 artsiest. No. Oh, dude, Nocturnal Animals is definitely more Up artsy there, yeah. than Nightcrawler and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and I'm not saying he's bad in them. He can act his ass off in anything. Like, Have you ever seen a Source Code? Yes. It's really good, too. It's okay. It's, it's okay. okay you didn't like it? I, uh, 
<laughs> it was like it, that movie came out like when all that shit came out. Yeah, like, that's true. And it was it, it did felt, get pushed it, under. It felt like the fourth fucking time I had seen that idea on screen, and I was just like, I don't need to see that. Yeah. And then, like I saw it on HBO one day, and it was just like, okay, okay, I've seen that before. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> I get Jake that. Jake taking a turn. I get it. All right, gotcha. <laughs> uh, but like Southpaw was fucking phenomenal. I've been man. itching to watch that movie again. I thought I bought it, but I don't have it. Yeah, it's like one of my favorite boxing movies. Same. Now. Like it's so fucking good, man. Um, you fucking bleed with that guy, dude. Like, like oh, I know what I'm doing tonight. What going I'm gonna on, buy Jake Southpaw? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like he. I mean, he does so many good ones. Like it's just like he. Uh, He's an actor that, like, anytime I see him on something, even if the movie's completely dog shit, you know he's still going to give it his all. Right, yeah. Um, our buddy, uh, Steven, he texted me the other day, because apparently he put up a movie on Netflix, mm. Netflix original. He's like, Jake Gyllenhaal is the only reason this movie's good. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, but, yeah. He definitely makes the movie better. Right. And he'll do Southern... He can do, you know what I mean? Like he can, he could play a guy from anywhere too. Like he's actually one of the, I don't think he's ever done it, but like if he tried a British accent, like, I don't know. I I'm think sure he could pull it off. That's what I'm saying. You know, he would take his shit to school. Mm-hmm. Like he'd live in, move in with a British dude for a while just to pick it up. Like, <laughs> Agreed. Um, so anyways, uh, we okay. So he tears up the school yeah. and rumors got around that it's the kid that him and Seth Rogen. Our friends, like, they don't get along. Right. So he's taking a piss in there, and, like, this kid pulls a switchblade out on him, which is, like, not cool. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of scary, right? It is kind of scary, but you talk shit. <laughs> get get cut? Yeah. Uh, I want to do the polka. <laughs> Vince Vaughn. <laughs> uh, anyways. I don't know where you grew up, but that's how it was in my school. You got knives pulled out on you? Yeah. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> Would you grow up in a West Side Story? <laughs> With slick jets, back hair. Were the Jets gunning for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was not a gas. People were not, uh, people would get their ass beat, man, but like, you know, it didn't really take it more than that. Like, you know, uh, I only knew one kid that got stabbed in school and he got stabbed by a stepdad. Like, he didn't even get stabbed by like another kid. Like, I think it was more of like a scare tactic. Nobody got stabbed, but people had knives. I just got to show you I got the blade yeah, on yeah, me. Yeah. yeah, that's you're a puss. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> I don't want to get cut, so I'm gonna shut up. But like, you're a bitch. You're right. Like, anyways, um, so yeah, he pulls a knife on him. He goes home or whatever. But uh, then they have that little uh, school, or he sit in the class. At the the Karen's class, mm-hmm. and they watch the video on like fear. Yeah, and he's just like in fear and love. And he's just like enthralled in it, you know. So I'm thinking he's like gonna be a fan of this guy, you know. Doesn't turn out that way. He just starts seeing him for being like a like a false prophet or something like mm-hmm. that. That is what I got the, gathered they were getting at. Mm-hmm. And uh, Frank's like wanting him to fuck him up, and he finds that wallet. Right. It's got, uh, got his address and shit. Mm-hmm. It's right in front of this dope-ass house. Like, how do you not know that's where the guy lives? <laughs> I'm serious. That town didn't look that big. Like, that house was like a mansion. Yeah, it was the only mansion in the neighborhood. Yeah, Who like, lives there? We don't know. The fucking mayor? Yeah. Oh, Tony <laughs> Robbins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I kept wanting to call him through this movie. And Patrick Swayze, man, I really give it to him, man, because, like, I'm not the biggest Patrick Swayze fan, and I don't like to talk ill about people that aren't with us any longer, but he has some fucking hits for me. Like, I love Roadhouse. Road, I love Roadhouse. Roadhouse is amazing. He says, if you don't fuck with Roadhouse, I don't fuck with you. Right. 100%. Um, uh, that and he uh, just did a lot of chick flicks. That's his thing. Yeah. Like, he I did mean, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing isn't a bad movie. No, no, no. It's like, a good movie, um, but. You know, and I don't mind The Outsiders. I don't think it's a, a great movie, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's a bad movie. Um, he's a great actor. He just did some right. I mean, he did eighties movies, man. Exactly. He, you know, he did Creed, uh, crowd pleasing movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, Roadhouse will always keep him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, for sure, hundred uh, percent. But he does a great job in this one too. Like he doesn't have a big role, but like yeah, he, he plays it well. He plays it, and he makes you. He plays a good douchebag. Like he makes you like not want to fuck with him. Like, yeah, there's a uh, 
there's one part in the movie, I guess we'll skip around. So whenever they're at the talent show and he's like the, the moment we've all been waiting for, I was like, no, that's the moment you've been waiting for, but this is before he burns his house down because I, I don't remember, I didn't remember everything about this movie. I was like, no, this is probably the moment you've been waiting for. And next thing you know, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is burnt, burning down his house and, they find a I pity corn. I was wondering if stash. he if he was the one that put it there, or if he was actually like like into it. You know, no, he was into it because at the end of the movie, at the very end of the movie, he wakes up like in a panic and a sweat. You know, I, I think it's real. Uh, yeah. Oh, because his house didn't burn down. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's cool. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Cause like all of it kind of goes together, you know, like in that big montage. That's the, that's really the only gripe I have with this kind of storyline is he's trying to save everyone, but Patrick Swayze still gets away with, you know, having the kitty porn. So I'm just like, how is that? That's not resolved. (laughs) It sounds like he got off, but anyway. Yeah. Cause now he's still rich and famous mm-hmm. and still doing that nasty shit. Exactly. Yeah, I get that. That was really the only part of the movie that I was like, ah, it doesn't Donnie, work. you a bitch. You should have just took your fucking girl. Like you could have got another girlfriend, bro. <laughs> You're fucking young. You'll love again, bro. Fuck Frank. He killed her. You got him. Like the movie could have ended just like that. You, mm-hmm. were good. you were good. You could have lived Donnie. You could have. I think that's what pissed me off about it. Like, you know, I wanted to give this movie a lot more because it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. And like I said, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. There are many things about this movie that I did enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's a reason it's a cult favorite by so many people. Yeah. Like it can't be a bad movie and loved by so many loved by so many people. But at the same time, you know me, dog. It's just not my, no. it's not my thing. But uh, that being said, there were things that I loved and there's things that I did not love. What else? Uh, the, um, I love that party scene because, like, she gets in a Maggie Gyllenhaal gets into Harvard, and of course, Jake Gyllenhaal like is looking for an excuse to go fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Let's throw a party. We'll totally get away with it. Mom and dad are gone." And then there's another thing that I thought maybe he made up because when the 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 little sister and the dance squad or whatever's doing it, they get on to Star Search. Yeah, and you know what's another fucked up thing about this movie, bro? What? This whole movie takes place 28 days before my fucking birthday, bro. <laughs> the year I was born, dog. Oh, really? I was born in fucking 88, bro. <laughs> he dies the day before my birthday, bro. The day before I'm born, dude. <laughs> this is a fucked up ass movie, bro. It kind of fucked with me. I thought about it on the way over. I'm like, holy shit. They did say 88 the entire time. Dude. Right. Like, holy fuck. Like... <laughs> He pulled you from another dimension. I'm about to say, Donnie died so I could live, bro. Like, <laughs> I should change my name to Par Darko, bro. <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious. I was just sitting there through the movie, you know, and I was just like, man, this is so weird. Why does this look so familiar? Like, I keep saying October 88. I'm like, damn, man. Then I'm like 30th. Shit. But yeah. I thought the little portal things were kind of cool kind of made it look like uh do you know what they represent yeah their timeline yeah 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 yeah, yeah it's their t- he's basically able to see their timeline and see that's the thing i that's the problem i have with this movie so frank is from another dimension he's coming into donnie darko's dimension to tell him to do these things so he can time travel and save the world I, I feel like you right now where you're like, I just, I need, I need more. I need, I need it to be explained a little bit. Like, why can he see these time, time portals? So timelines. Yeah. I was just like, why is it him? Yeah. Why is it Frank? Yeah. And why does Frank look like that? But he doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. well, obviously he's a different like, Frank. He's a Frank from a different dimension. So he's the, the, he's a rabbit monster in one and like a normal guy in the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somehow Frank gets killed, goes through some time dimension to meet up with Donnie Darko. Yeah, because he so shows he can, up in the movie theater right, with exactly. his eye shot out. Exactly. So he's showing 
he's trying to show Donnie Darko what he needs to do in order to time travel. Because all these events. I don't think I was meant to laugh, but when he tells him, he's like, what happened to you? And he's like, you shot me. He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, sorry. What were you saying? No, no, no. I was just saying that uh, all these events have to happen for him to be able to time travel yeah, like in said, order to that was, save the world. That was some of the things I did enjoy was when it showed him. Uh, when it showed the, he's like, look through that portal. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen anything like that? Yeah. And but then there's him. the one he followed the portal and he was looking into her stomach and he saw something and that's when he like rushed away. Yeah. I don't know. Did he see maybe her dying? Her getting pregnant with his baby. I don't know. I was reading into that one a little too yeah, much. Yeah, he's like, my mom's dead. She's like, my mom's missing. And his first instinct is like, well, let me hit that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, Typical uh, teenager. Yeah. Let me use this terrible, tragic time in your life to take advantage of it. Right. Uh, but um, no, I was going to say the little Easter egg is uh, the kid at the bottom of the stairs when him and the girl go up. It's uh, He's wearing the the Ronald Reagan mask from Point Break. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Patrick Swayze. I was like, look at that, Point Break. Like, how cool is that? Like, I wonder if he was like, hey, thanks, man. Appreciate you. That's funny. A little nod to me. Right. But, uh, because you see it a couple times. Mm-hmm. They show the the um, Swayze mask. Yeah. Well, the Ronald Reagan mask. Right. But, um. It's pretty iconic. Well, all right. That's what I meant. Like, and, you know, if you have Patrick Swayze in your movie, like, why not drop that Easter egg? <laughs> You know, because Point Break is a badass 80s movie. Yeah, I love Point Break, the original. I didn't think the new one was terrible, but uh, I don't think I've seen the new one. It's okay. It's more like X game shit. Like these dudes are doing like jumping off mountains and all kinds of shit. Oh, I don't think I've seen Point Break. I was thinking about Sugar and Spice. Oh, where the girls grab the bank, but they're wearing the Ronald Reagan mask. Yeah, yeah, and one of them was pregnant. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't think that was called Point Break, so I don't know. Yeah, I remember that. They're all cheerleading squad. Yeah. That's right. And one of them was pregnant as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a funny one. <laughs> Actually, man, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Well, shout out to my wife, because she's like, you haven't seen Sugar and Spice? We're watching that right now. Nice. It was pretty good. Yeah, it's like a cute, funny yeah, yeah, yeah. movie. Take it for what it is. I forget who plays the 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 pregnant cheerleader's boyfriend, but he's like a big actor. Oh, I don't even remember. I think it's Billy Billy ago. Marsden. Mm. I think that's who it is. Yeah, because he like there he works at Blockbuster and he's the star quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and the girl that hates everybody is the one narrating it. She's like, "Would you think that they just had a storybook ending?" <laughs> yeah, they won state. <laughs> she was laying on the bed. Right. Um. Another thing in this movie I thought was kind of weak is Donnie Darko goes to talk to Drew Barrymore's character and she has cellar door yeah. written on the chalkboard. And he's like, what is cellar door? She's like, scholars, you know, say it's the most beautiful word ever written. And that's what gets him to look into the cellar door at the end of the movie or near the end of the movie. Yeah. I just thought it was a really weak link together. You know what I mean? Where was the cellar door, though? It was in the old, old ladies. ladies. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was figuring. Yeah. Yeah, she was creepy as shit. Yeah. Uh, She's the one that writ- wrote the time travel book. Mm-hmm. Philosophy and time and travel. He wrote her that letter. Mm-hmm. And that's why she was checking the mailbox every day. Mm-hmm. was for his letter. Yep. Everybody in the universe dies alone. That's the saddest fucking message, bro. That's why I picked the movie I'm picking, because we got to bring it out of us. You know, we always do this. Yeah, dude, your fucking movie depresses the shit out of me for a week. And then I got to bring myself back with a fucking with a lighthearted romp. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't have a whole lot more to say on this. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on? Um, I feel like we got most of the scenes that I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, Is there what are some things that you really didn't enjoy? If you can remember them. Like I said, the the. The girl, and like I said, I just felt like Drew Barrymore like tried to get to a little too much shine with mm-hmm. her role. Uh, I forget the the science teacher's name, but he does a good job in this movie. He doesn't have a big part. Oh yeah, he's pretty good. He does a good job of breaking down, like because you know you could tell he he's trying to care about Donnie. He like doesn't want anything bad to happen to him. Right. He's trying to give him something constructive to put his mind on, mm-hmm. and. 
unfortunately, you know, fate or destiny or what would have it, he gives him the book that leads ultimately leads him down that fucking rabbit hole that ends it. Or that's a good connection too, Frank the Rabbit. Yeah, going down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. it's everything in this movie is like that though. It has like it has shining moments. Definitely does. And plus, Frank the Rabbit is a very iconic looking character creepy as fuck well like i said i can see why people who are into these type of movies why they love this so much Mm -hmm. and i I didn't like i just said i didn't hate it i think it gives people like the time travel thing like some people may like it because it's vague enough for you to like sink your teeth into and try to like piece it together puzzle wise in your head and and that's cool and all but me the the suburban life him growing up in this neighborhood wanting to rebel against everything just like that's the part that resonated with me even more this time around which was surprising yeah it's funny how you watch movies from back in the day and it like hits different yeah yeah there's certain things that did not age well at all oh no definitely not um but that's to be expected when you watch older flicks yeah some things don't age right um, comedy aged. I thought it was a pretty funny movie. Like the comedy still that holds I up. I laughed about that. I don't feel like people laughed at back then. Like the <laughs> fact that you see Seth Rogen baby faced as a motherfucker. Yeah, right. Like, his whole every time he was on screen, I could stop laughing. Like I just couldn't get over how baby faced he looked and like how like hard he was trying to like be an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And knowing that he's like the biggest teddy bear in the world. Exactly. You know? like, it's just funny to me. That is pretty funny. Yeah, same. Uh. But yeah, I I didn't hate it. Um, I feel like I'm gonna give it a pretty good ranking. Yeah, yeah, going seven, seven, a solid seven out of ten. <laughs> a seven is middle of the road for Nick for some reason. Nah, five is middle of the road. Five is like, oh, I saw it. I will never watch it again. I didn't hate it, but I'll never watch it again. So you'll Six, watch Narnie Doku again? It, yeah, I would watch it again. Oh, okay. It'll be a while. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about another 20, but, you know, it'll be a while. Mm-hmm. But you gave it to me, so now I can go back whenever I want. That's true. I may watch the yeah, I may watch the director's cut next time just to see the difference. Um, But I, I did. I thought, like, if anything, it didn't need to be longer. They could have made it shorter if they wanted to. Like I said, you cut out one or two little things, and it's still just a flowing of a movie I feel like but I feel the theatrical cut is the right amount of time that it needs to be to say everything well that's why I looked up the difference and it's like two hours and 14 minutes for the director's cut Mm -hmm. and it's an hour 53 for the theatrical so 20 minutes and I'm thinking like what did you need that extra 24 for I didn't realize it was an extra like 20 minutes yeah I was like what did you need that for you know what I mean like you could have just Use some of that other time to just, instead of fucking staring off into space, we explain something before we go on to this next act. Like, <laughs> Well, that's what it was. Between right. scenes, it was uh, parts from the book that explains the next scene. Ah, uh, gotcha. So it just over-explained everything. Every scene that was happening, you knew why it was happening. Plus, there's a little thing in there where the psychiatrist says that his pills are actually placebos. Mm. So that's not in the theatrical cut. Oh, so, so everything that's happening is fucking he, with him. He is really crazy. Yeah. Um, I give this a a special, not a highly recommended this time. It's like a very like niche recommended. It's I feel this is strictly for like teenagers that are into film, like that's teenagers fair. that are into film. Like definitely give this a watch, but. Other than that, I can't recommend it. Like, I can't recommend it to people our age that haven't seen it. They won't like it or get it. The people that have our age have either seen this movie. A couple of people asked me on TikTok this week. They're like, What's the, what, what movie are y'all doing? And I was like, Donnie Darko. They're like, was it 1998, dude? Like, why are you doing Donnie Darko? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't pick it. They were like, oh, okay. That's what we do. We always do old movies. No, I know. But, like, I don't know. I guess that was, like, how, like... Like you said, like how much of a, you know, shot to a throwback, you know what I mean? Right. (laughs) It's because it's one of those movies, bro. You either love it or you hate it. Definitely. I I don't know. But yeah, if you're an upcoming, you're into film, you haven't seen Donnie Darko, definitely give it a watch because it's a trippy movie. Or if you're just a huge Jay Gyllenhaal fan, man, because like I said, he knocks it out of the park. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He makes this movie, Mm -hmm. honestly. Um not to say that other people phoned it in or anything. Everybody does a good job. Uh, right. 
but yeah, it's, it's, it is a, um, very, uh, interesting movie. Yeah. It's a different kind of movie. Yeah. It's, it's abstract. It's, you're supposed to put your own thoughts into it. That's kind of what it leaves itself up to. I would say this is a great, like beginner abstract movie. Oh yeah. Like if you're trying to like get into movies, like sometimes the Greg picks is, you know, you kind of got to work it out. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is a good one to start with. Like, no, a hundred percent. That's why I was saying like teenagers or, you know, up and coming film people. And I think you've been saying you wanted to give me this movie for a while. Just I bought that arrow special edition. So right. I've kind of been itching to rewatch it. So it gave me an excuse to uh, rewatch it. Tip four. Yeah. So you want to know what we're doing next? What are we doing next? Snatch. Oh, shit. Fucking A, right? Nice. Yes. I've been on a Guy Ritchie kick lately, man. I just watched The Gentleman the other day. Did you watch his newest one with... Uh... Wrath of Man? Yeah. I can't, dude. Why? It just doesn't look good. <laughs> and like, I love Guy Ritchie. I don't want to hate it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just like... And he, I don't think he, he killed it with the gentleman, bro. So he would kill it with this. But Jason Statham's kind of like not Jason Statham no more, man. <laughs> like he's more transporter now than he is fucking. I feel like he's turned into Steven Seagal, bro, of the 2000s. Yeah. Like, have you seen the last I think like, him three and, or four he's done? They're I just think, straight B action movies. I think him and Bruce Willis are on the same. Like, well, I think Bruce Willis is way down there. But I feel like Bruce Willis will do anything for money. Yes. Honestly. Uh, Jason seems like he has to at least want to do it, you know, like, <laughs> a little bit. Well, everything he's in, like even the movies that aren't big time for him, like there's a lot of action. Mm-hmm. So he's still got to be in shape. So you have to like, at least give a fuck a little bit. Right. Bruce Willis ain't done his shit in years. <laughs> like he ain't, get, he ain't working out like that no more. It's <laughs> very true. We just want you to play a fucking serial killer. All right. Sign me up. How much? <laughs> Three million. What I asked for. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. hundred percent. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it for us and I'll let you know if you should watch it or not. Yeah, I just that's another thing. I just like I haven't seen it. Like if I saw it for sale, I would probably buy it. Yeah, definitely. But well, I'm excited for Snatch. I, I love just, Snatch. I just wish he would do a fucking sequel that I want, bro. Like Guy Ritchie, bro. Like do one I want to watch. Like do Sherlock Holmes 3. It's in the works. Uh, yeah, it's a bit in the works for fucking decades. Yeah, bro. but hey. it's like finally picking up some steam. Um do, because, do snatch two because do, do rock and roll do the real rock and roller bro do <laughs> do fucking gentlemen two any of that I would I think they are see. doing gentlemen two but um Robert Downey Jr. has been playing Iron Man that's why they couldn't do Sherlock Holmes three oh, fuck it he had time to make that dumbass Doctor Doolittle movie bro. no that he did that afterwards so they're working on Sherlock Holmes three they need to bro but the thing is is I don't think Guy Ritchie's directing it now that I think about it. Oh, I heard he. I heard that was the only reason they do it is if he. If he. Maybe I'm misspeaking. Maybe I'm misspeaking. I'm surprised you haven't asked me about Batman. I didn't think you'd saw it. I didn't. Did you watch it? You know, I saw it opening day. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't said anything about it. I fucking love it. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. You have to go. I'm going today. You have to. Uh. You have to see my TikToks, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all over TikTok, bro. Do you watch my TikToks? You don't put TikToks on. Yes, I do. On War with Cinema, you put TikToks. On? Oh, 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 no. Uh, I thought you were talking about, about personal TikToks. I see your shit on Instagram. Is it the same stuff? Yeah. Okay. Well, the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing it. <laughs> what are you putting on War with Cinema? My movie hauls. Oh yeah, I haven't really been buying movies. I stopped. I got a great idea, bro. The next time I go live on my part of the collector channel, I'm going to put go follow war with cinema on like my screen. Mm-hmm. So the whole time when I got people coming in, that's all they're going to see is war with cinema, war with yeah. cinema, war with cinema. Cause I want to get to a thousand bro on TikTok. If we get our page over a thousand on there, I can go live and we can go live right here and talk not obviously not do the episode on live, but we could just do like, you know how we'll bullshit for about 20 minutes. Right. We could go live for 20 minutes and uh, people could ask questions on TikTok. Yeah. It's just like a, like a, like a Q and a live, <laughs> something like that. All right. Well, I'll put the camera on me, bro. They won't even know you're there. They're <laughs> hearing your voice. If that's what you're wondering, worried about. But, well, uh, well, if you let's don't get to a to. thousand thousand and we'll do live TikTok. It'd be awesome. Live shows. But yeah, I, 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 there's so many people that are into movies on TikTok. Like, mm-hmm. we just got to get in that lane, bro. Yeah. So, 
Because I got like four or five movie guys that follow me, but they follow us now. Because I got them all to follow us. Oh, nice. I was like, hey, bro, follow my podcast. (laughs) You like movies? Go follow my podcast. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's my new goal. I'm going to get us to a thousand by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a plan. And dude, I bet thought of some great fucking TikTok skits, bro. And we could put them on Instagram. We could put them on YouTube. We could put them on everywhere. But it's just like, uh, you know how they'll always have those like, tell me who your favorite superhero is without telling me who your favorite superhero is. Like, right, right, right. Tell me what your podcast is about without telling me what your podcast is about. Oh, that's and a- then it'll just be like me with like some dope ass trap beats going. And it'll say like blockbuster movies and shit. And then it'll cut over to you with like fucking death metal art house, fucking independent, <laughs> just fucking like that. And then it'll give people like our personality. But it'll still be hilarious because, like, we'll be, like, right on top of each other because, like, I'm going to be like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you could just, like, have your fucking guitar, like, right in my ear. <laughs> it would be hilarious. I just dude. thought of a good, simple one. Like, yeah. tell me what your podcast about without telling me. I hand you a movie. You take the movie and then you lay it on the floor <laughs> and step on it. <laughs> or I smack it out of your hand. <laughs> So yes, simple. Those are perfect, bro. Those are perfect. <laughs> like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, we gotta start doing more little shit like that, man. And now that YouTube has YouTube Shorts, I was like, we just need to take an afternoon, me and you. We can knock out like eight of them, bro, <laughs> and then just drop them here and there. Right. Little promotion videos. You, this year for Christmas, I wore to do that idea I told you about last year, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm completely not even really me. Like, I'm just a hired actor playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that shit'll hit so fucking good. Bro. It'll be good. Get these fucking kids out of here. Like, <laughs> I think it'll be hilarious. Yeah. But yeah like, I got a lot, a lot, a lot of good skits in my head that I would love to do. Yeah, bro. Like, we do them all, man. Yeah. Uh, but, like, we'll just have to pick a day and we'll knock them out, man. <laughs> it sounds like a plan. Because now, though, you know, we're still on the same rotation. So, yeah. If, yeah, the reason the episodes have been coming out a little slower than usual is because we're working extra days at work, so... Yeah, we both work for the same place. Not the same place, but the same place. Right, so, so they have us working more, so we can't do these as often as usual, but hopefully we'll get back into it soon. But we're still doing it. Yeah, we are. And yeah. uh, I still love it, man. And uh, you were like, text- when you texted me yesterday, like, we still get together? I'm like, fuck yeah, we are. <laughs> okay, I never know. I'm definitely coming, bro. <laughs> but... uh yeah, so snatch next week, man. It's going to so, be a good one. Snatch. Till then. Later, y'all. <laughs> Later.